Today's episode is brought to you by Apex Photography and Film. At Apex, we specialize in capturing candid shots that last a lifetime. Whether for engagements, weddings, adding a new one to the family, or just because you want to, allow Apex to deliver you the best-in-class experience from start to finish. From planning to execution, Apex has you all covered so you can focus on what's important, creating beautiful memories that will last a lifetime. And so I was like, man, like, what can I do to, to help that? And so uh, fast forward, I met with some more homeless youth. And they were like, man, nobody's listening to us. No, everybody's just trying to like label us, all this stuff. Everybody was like, hear our story. I said, okay, well, I have this like broken camera. Mm -hmm. So let me, I can record your story. And they're like, yeah, we love that. And so at first, we went under the bridge to record this story, but the bridge is way too loud yeah. Yeah. for uh, uh, for that broken yeah. camera. So we actually went to like their other uh, tents, their their home, okay. quote unquote, and record the story there. And then I was like, okay, what are we gonna call this? They were like, uh, uh, unheard, be heard. I said, oh, be heard, be heard is is I love that. Yeah. And so uh, people want their stories to be heard. Welcome to the Faith Ignite Show. My name is Rosa, and this is my wonderful husband, Devon Williamson. Yes, the one and only. And we are so excited you guys have decided to join us today. We have a very, very important guest, one that's changing the world with Tulsa locally. Um, he is an uh, entrepreneur by, by profession, but his profession is very, very unique, actually. He is changing the, the homeless population here in Tulsa. And if you don't know anything about Tulsa, it has one of the highest um, homeless populations. And so the work that he is doing is going to change a lot of lives. He's the CEO of the Be Heard Movement. And if you don't know what that is, they are, they are basically an organization that provides mobile trailers, mobile laundries, mobile barbershops, and mobile clothing trailers to be able to cater to the homeless population here in Tulsa. And so what he's doing is changing literally the local scene of Tulsa as we know it. And so our guest is amazing and we're excited to have this conversation with him. And so with that being said, allow us to introduce Mr. Evan Duguid. Thank y'all so much. So excited to be on, on the show, the show of impact, show of faith. And so um, honored to be here, honored to share our impact and um, add value to our the viewers. So Amen. Amen. So yeah, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. so something that we always start with is tell us about yourself. Right. So uh, my name is Evan Duguid. Yes, last name is uh, Duguid. <laughs> uh, I'm a founder uh, and the president of a local nonprofit here in Tulsa called Be Heard. And what we do is we help those experiencing homelessness. We call them our homebound friends. Mm -hmm. um, uh, we provide uh, showers through our mobile shower trailer, laundry through our mobile laundry trailer, um, haircuts through our mobile ha uh, haircut bus, and then also um, clothes through our uh, uh, mobile clothing trailer Dang. and um we know in tulsa when COVID hit there's a need um you know for showers for laundry um in tulsa so we wanted to help meet those needs mm -hmm. and also um, um help people in their homelessness you know um due to our, our little research we have uh we know that people on the street have not taken a shower up to three months wow. and right and so um for me if I'm taking a shower, with, you know, after a day or two days, you know, my confidence, I feel, I don't feel as good as I should be. Right. And we want to help restore dignity and restore just um, humanity um, yeah. through just basic needs of showering, uh, um, laundry and clothing and things like that. And so wow. it's just been an awesome 
um, blessing to be part of to help people in their homelessness and then help our community um, as well. So. Wow. So the Evan you're seeing right now is not the Evan that has been the same Evan five years, ten years ago. And so kind of take us back to that Evan. How how did this Evan come to be? Right. And so uh, so growing up, my parents were actually divorced, right? And so uh, at age 15, my, my parents got divorced. And then my dad actually moved to Tulsa, Oklahoma. Um, um, and then I, so we grew up on the East Coast, Virginia okay. Beach area, East Coast. And so I was with my mom at the time. And then I went to school in Pennsylvania. Okay. Um, and so uh, uh, and then I got a phone call one day saying, hey, your dad is not doing too well. He's, a, you know, he's, he's sick. He might die. You need to go live with him, go see him, get things right. And so mm. I haven't lived with him in over eight years, right? And so I ended up moving here in 2018 okay. um, to uh, uh, visit him and uh, live with him. And then he, he got better. He's living to this day. Praise and, God. Um, and now, like, Fast forward to today, like we're we have our own nonprofit, and so I, I never knew like I would be in Tulsa. Mm-hmm. I always knew that this is what something I wanted to do. Yeah, and so even like it flashed back a year from now, be heard. It started with a a, a a broken camera and some peanut butter jelly sandwiches. We had no trailers. It was just me really? and in my garage, um, you know, trying to trying to do this like lighting and stuff like that. Yeah. And so it's only like that was just a year ago, literally a year ago. We had nothing like this, and so. Wow. Um, but God's did this, so it's pretty cool that um, the story lines up with him, me being dependent on him, because you know I didn't have no money in my account. Yeah. I don't got no 401k, you know, <laughs> and so it's just like the money, the funding came from him, and mm-hmm. it came, you know, through obedience. Wow. So, so go, go ahead, go ahead. No, go ahead. Okay, yeah, let me ask my question. So, a camera and a peanut butter jelly sandwich. <laughs> so, kind of walk us through all of that. Yeah. yeah. So when I moved to Tulsa. Um, I, I got a job at Youth Services to help homeless youth here in Tulsa. Okay. One of my first weeks, um, I met a, a a young girl. She was homeless, and um, she was living in a tent um, by herself, and she was very young with bug bites and things like that. So I asked her, "Hey, like, what's going on? How did this happen?" And she said, "Well, uh, my mom has a boyfriend, um, and the boyfriend chose to like uh, threaten the mom, saying you had to choose your daughter or me." And the mom chose the boyfriend. The boyfriend uh, was abusing her, things like that. So uh, she ended up, you know, getting kicked out the house and was homeless on the river um, in her tent. And she said she feels safe and that she felt more safe being homeless with bug bites, no locked door versus at home with AC, a bed, and family. And so I was like, man, like, what can I do to to help that? And so uh, fast forward, I met with some more homeless youth. And they were like, man, nobody's listening to us. Nope. Everybody's just trying to like label us, all this stuff. Nobody wants to hear our story. I said, okay, well, I have this like broken camera. Mm-hmm. So let me, I can record your story. And they're like, yeah, we love that. And so at first, we went under the bridge to record the story, but the bridge is way too loud yeah. Yeah. For, uh, uh, for that broken yeah. camera. So we actually went to like their other uh, tents, their, their home, okay. quote unquote, and record the story there. And then I was like, okay, what are we going to call this? They were like, uh, uh, unheard, be heard. I said, oh, be heard, be heard is, is, is I love that. Yeah. And so um, people want their stories to be heard. And I think uh, a lot of times, like both of y'all, y'all have a story and I have a story, but how we inter- intertwine is beautiful as well. Yeah. And I think if people would understand people's stories, yeah. then I think we'll have a different um, compassion for them. 
um, and it will have a deeper understanding of them as well. And so that's kind of how the name got started. I know since I'm the founder, but they're actually the founder. They're the one that you know started want to tell the story. Right. And um, it's just been it's just been a crazy journey. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted to ask you because when you were saying what Devon was explaining and introducing you, that reminds me of like it had to come like you have to have a, vi a vision for all of this. So I want to know that what does that process look like? Right. And so. Um, that's a good question. I would say, um, yes, a vision, but also we listen first. Mm -hmm. That's our goal. Even the Bible, we, you know, we listen first. And so by us listening first, people were telling us they want showers. People mm -hmm. are telling us they want laundry, mm -hmm. right? I didn't really feel like, you know, go, uh, you know, if, you know, to my prayer closet and pray to God, what, what you know, what do they need? They were telling me what yeah. they need. Yeah. I just need to listen, right? And so I think that's a huge first step, even just to help people is listen first. A lot of times yeah. we assume uh, they're homeless. They need this. No, we need to listen first. Like, what do they need? Some people need to be reconnected with family versus, you know, a home. Mm -hmm. And so uh, they say, you know, we want, we just want to shower. I'm tired of, you know, bathing in dirty rivers or storm drains. I said, okay, so what can I do to like get us a, a, a shower? And so I did some research and I found out that there was a thing called mobile shower trailers. I said, cool. Um, we're gonna get one of these. I got no clue when, but and then we prayed for one, right? Yeah. And then this was beginning of 2020, right? And so, um, be her was only I believe like a like a few months old, right? And so I said, all right, we're gonna believe God for a mobile shower trailer, and we're gonna get it. And then I'm thinking like, okay, 2025, like yeah. you know, giving us time to fundraise, you yeah. know, all that stuff. And then literally, I think like eight months later, it was December of 2020, and then uh, we got blessed with some funds to go purchase a mobile shower trailer. And wow. in that moment, I was I was crying, not because like we got something, yeah. but something we got, we can give, right? Yeah. Um, this was an answer not only to my prayer, but people on the street, like right. the community got blessed because of that, right? Yeah. And that all started with listening first. Mm -hmm. And so um, we got the mobile shower trailer, or we purchased it, ordered it in, in December, 2020. And then 2021 came around, and it gets delivered in like July. So July, 2021. And then we did our first shower, which is an amazing, amazing experience. People are yeah. so excited. Oh, yeah. People can shower now, yeah, um, heat of floors, AC, heat, a hot a hot water, the doors lock, um, and it's a 10 minute shower. And people are, we hear people crying because yeah. they haven't showered in so long. And so uh, I'm so excited that we get to meet those needs. But people are like, I wanna wash clothes. And I was mm -hmm. like, oh. We don't got that yet. <laughs> and so, actually, I was uh, able to share my story at Boo Church in uh, Miami, Florida. Yeah, yeah. And I shared our story and, like, what we're believing in faith. And then the next day, I get an email from somebody saying, hey, um, I saw your story. We're from Cali. Um, we want to talk to you. I'm like, okay, cool. You know, let's do it. So, right. met with them on Zoom. And then uh, they said, we're supposed to move to Tulsa. God told us to move there. But we're supposed to re release a chunk of funds to a nonprofit. And I said, well, look no further, right? <laughs> and so uh, they said, how much is that laundry trailer? I said, well, it's this amount of money. They said, okay, we're going to take care of it. Wow. So we just got the, the, the shower trailer like a couple months ago. Then like a couple months later, we got the laundry trailer. Wow. And it's just been a, a wild, wild journey, wild story. And like we're only a year and a year and like three, four months old. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Man. That sounds like faith all over it, man. Yes. Yeah. And so talk to us about like, Obviously, running a nonprofit is like yeah. you have to be intentional. You have to be like 
guided by by in your in your sense of the word or in your sense of work but guided by the holy spirit and how to serve the community so like talk to us what is what is it like to be a ceo what is it like to build a nonprofit from the bottom up because everybody's gonna have their opinions their advices what you should do what you shouldn't do but what is that like being a, a ceo that's 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 uh the ceo of a nonprofit that's changing the, the community as you know it right and so um i would say for me um right now is always re remember your why mm -hmm. i think a lot of times you get caught up even other nonprofits, you get caught up in the funding aspect yeah. and making uh, social media look good but you forget your why like why did why, why we started and so yeah. um this past team staffing we had i was like hey we need to remember our why like, if we're cleaning the shower if we're organizing donations we need to remember why we're doing this not for me like you're not doing it for everything you're doing it yeah. obviously for to help the people right yeah and so i feel like uh growth is traumatic as well so yes like we're, we're seeing so much great success but um keeping up with that growth um is also um a quote-unquote not a burden but just um something that adapt to right because god's blessing us but now we can keep up with the, the blessing the growth we're getting right so now um i hired you know we have two staff Okay. But it's like, okay, we need like four more staff, right? Because right. God keeps blessing us, our, our impact. We need to, there's always room for growth. Mm -hmm. But it's just, I think for me, it's like being thankful for we are here, right? Um, because I think if we overlook these moments, like right here, um, we're going to, uh, you know, misstore them, mismanage them. And I think like what you do now affects what you do later. Mm -hmm. And so by us being thankful now, God will bless us like, for sure later as well. I want to switch gears for a bit. Um, you're a believer, so when did faith become real to you? Right, and so I believe faith became real to me. Uh, I grew up in the church, but um, I think it really hit me um, during that divorce, right? Because um, being 15, um, your parents are divorced, you're couch hopping, you, you know, your cousin, my cousin was shot and murdered um, growing up as well. Um, all these questions, yeah. all these questions, but I feel like those moments when I was sleeping on the floor, um, I had encounters with God, right? And so I was reading my Bible, don't know really what I was reading, but I was reading my Bible, I was listening to sermons, um, and I'm like, that's huge for a 15 year old to, to do during all that trauma, yeah. right? And so um, I believe that those moments where I had no clue what life was going, like what life where was going, yeah. um, God met me right there. And so I feel like it really started at 15. However, even though like, Right now, I'm 26, but it feels like I start now. But um, I feel like there's always uh, room to grow, but I feel like it really hit me when I was 15. Man, wow. Yeah. So kind of share with us like one of the biggest struggles that you've had, like one of those biggest, one of the biggest battles, knowing the promise that God has told you versus the reality that you see. Like, kind of talk to us, yeah. like what did that look like? Because I mean, it's not, it's not always easy, not always mountaintops. Yeah. There's, there's values in some of it, but talk to us, like, what was that like for you? Yeah. So, I'm going to be very transparent. So, for me, it was hard to see people on the street, them sleeping in snow, yeah. them sleeping in, in, in storm drains, and, and for for me, seeing countless people free to death. Mm. And nobody's doing anything about it. It's just another another news story or, or you know, uh, another person dead on the street, right? Uh, and nobody's not even in the community was doing anything about it. It frustrated me. It frustrated me so bad that my heart actually went like hard into the church. Mm -hmm. It's like, we're supposed to be believers. Why are we not out here? And God said, nope, don't do that. Like, don't, don't talk about anybody else. You keep doing what you're doing. Mm -hmm. And it was hard to see people like 
man, I, they're just praying, praying for a home, praying for a shower, praying to just to survive, right? Yeah. And then I couldn't meet that need, right? Mm -hmm. And so I have to spend time with them, love on them, but I have to go home and they stay right there. And then I don't know if they'll be alive the next day. Wow. And it's happened to me quite a few times where I have people who, uh, who fr froze to death. I know a, hand, uh, a lot of people who uh, froze to death and then people who just, you know, didn't survive the night and just really frustrating and really um, hard to, to witness. You know, you call somebody your friend, the next day they're gone and nobody really's concerned about it. Yeah. And so, um, and it's still tough even to now, you know, yeah. but I think that um, God is is um, doing a quick work for a reason in our community. Mm -hmm. So people um, won't have to keep on dying. Yeah. Um, but I do think that I had to see that so we can change that. Yeah. Right, and so I don't yeah. think if I ever saw people freeze to death, I wouldn't really be aware of it um, to change that need. So um, yeah. that's been a huge struggle. Dang. So I mean, I know this story because um, I keep up with Be Heard, but tell us that story with um, I think it was a lady that was in the hotel room that left you guys a note. Kind of, kind of share with us that story so people can see the impact of what you guys are doing. Yeah. So uh, I think it was like uh, last week, week before last week. We were doing emergency cold weather outreach. And so what that is, is if the weather drops between, uh, under 32 degrees, our team goes out um, at night, mm. make sure people are warm, safe. And if, if if they need a hotel room, due to situations, we can get them a hotel room, right? Yeah. So uh, we met uh, this lady and um, when we met her, well, what's crazy is um, we were about to end outreach, right? Mm. But some of my team's like, hey, let's do, let's find one more person to check on them. I said, okay. And so we went to uh, this area um, in Tulsa and um, we had the windows down and I saw a group of people who were like um, experiencing homelessness on the side of the road, but I kept going. Mm -hmm. And then the person sitting in my passenger seat said, hey, they just said your name. I was like, oh, they did? I didn't, I didn't hear it. Yeah. So we ended up hitting a U-turn and then went to go talk to them. And I was like, hey, did y'all say my name? They're like, no. I was like, oh, that's weird. But and there was a girl. She came up. She, she her half her face was bleeding, like she got you know she was definitely being abused or she was running away from something. But she was definitely um, a older lady on the street, and she was not safe. Like her yeah. face was covered in blood. She was crying when we met her. It was just very very heavy. That, that moment was very heavy. And so yeah. um, we asked her, hey, you like you need a hotel room. You need to get out of the situation. We can get you there. We had one hotel room left, and and. After, you know, um, talking to her, she actually took it. So we got her in the truck and took her to the hotel. Right. And then, um, um, you know, she was safe that night, right? Yeah. And the next day we go to check on her. And then we brought her some good, you know, spaghetti, some good food. And then we uh, we left and, and came back. Our truck was there. And she wrote a note and left it. It said, hey, like, if it wasn't for you guys, I wouldn't be alive right now. Okay. And so we know that um, that night was special. And like I said earlier, like she didn't say my name. And so I think, I think that uh, a person on my team heard like an angel or something. I said, hey, Kurt, like Evan, and then we turned around yeah. to, go, to go rescue her. And so she might've died that night. I'm not too sure. Like she was very, very bad. She didn't want to go to the hospital. Um, it was a lot of blood. And um, the next day she looked much better. It's a lot of bruises, but um, she said she's thankful to be alive. If it wasn't for us, she wouldn't be alive. So that was great. You know, a lot of people, the Lord, I've always heard this phrase, like, break my heart for what breaks yours. Mm. So when you, I hear you talking, I, I was just remembering that. Uh, it's such a heavy mantle, like you said, like those 
moments where you see that certain individual like that's heavy how do you deal with those moments because a lot of them are going through a lot how do you deal with all the information that they're giving you right and so what i tell my team is like how you steward your private moments affect those moments right mm -hmm. and so um yes we do a lot of outreach but we also have days where we don't out do outreach for a whole week we take a step back mm -hmm. to rest ourselves rest our minds um, and then like really engage spiritually, right? Yeah. But um, before we like go out on those outreaches, we I really want my team to, and myself, to really be in the word. Like, like I feel like the more you're in the word, the more you steward over your private moments in the word, the more better publicly at outreach you'll be able to handle yourself, right? Yeah. It's definitely heavy work, a lot of spirits, things like that. You have to get into the word. If not, this this will look good for a year, then that's it, right? This, this, this thing won't be sustainable 10 years from now. So. This requires us to really be in the Word, to engage, and really spend time with God, really. Um, so we can, uh, one, best serve those, um, not out of an empty cup, but out of a full cup. Yeah, and yeah. so um, people people want your best. They don't want half of half of you. Mm -hmm. yeah. And so I t I've sent people home, like, hey, you're drained. You need to go home, right? Because yeah. you can just see it. And, so, and they can see it as well. But uh, people want the best version of you um, at the lowest time. So Wow. Yeah. So one thing we usually end with um, is like, what would be the greatest piece of advice you would leave for the audience or what you would tell your younger self looking back at it? Um, I would tell little Evan um, <laughs> this quote, uh, you're born looking like your parents, but you die looking like, you look like your decisions. Um, your decisions matter. And uh, what you do today affects what you see next year, right? And yeah. so, um, I would say to even just any generation, like, you know, what you do today affects what you do, what, what happens um, tomorrow and things like that. So um, just understanding being present in today, being thankful for today, but also yeah. stewarding over today um, can also save somebody's life next year. Um, so. Wow. Evan Duga, ladies and gentlemen, um, this is absolutely, you can tell by just this conversation that the Be Heard movement is something that's changing our community, but there's so many people that need need the support of what Be Heard is doing. And so if you want to partner with Evan, please do so because it's gonna go a long way. When you partner with Be Heard, you're not just giving his organization money, but you're helping those people that haven't even be, been reached yet. Those people that haven't taken a shower in up to three months, those people that need to wash their laundry, they need a haircut or just need clothes. That's what you're doing. You're partnering with him to allow that to, to happen. You're being an extension of what they're doing to a greater degree. And so if you wanna partner with them, please absolutely, um, you can check out their website. Beheardmovement.com. Beheardmovement.com. You can find them on Instagram, all social media, get in contact with them because what they're doing is changing the world. And so man, we wanna say thank you so much, thank you for, so much. for taking the time just to share your story with us, man. I, I'm excited because I know what you're doing with, with something that seems so small is changing the world. Yeah. And so we just want to say thank you, man. On behalf of my wife and I, thank you so much for, for taking the time to interview with us, man. We really appreciate it. Awesome. Thank y'all so much. And I'm glad that we were able to share our impact and uh, appreciate y'all. Absolutely. Well, if this content is helping you in any way, shape, or form, be sure to support um, Faith Ignite and what we're doing because honestly, we just want to take these stories of faith. This is a regular story like what Evan is doing and take it around the world so people can hear it. And if someone is believing and they realize that Evan can do this, they can believe that they can do it themselves. So be sure to make sure, like, support in any way, shape, or form so we can continue to take this message of faith around the world. So until next time, we'll see you guys right here at Faith Ignite. Thank you.